I was reading a really old business book today and it was talking about how to get business to come to you. And I think there's timeless wisdom, whatever the age of the book, and it can be applied to today. But I was curious because it talked about if you haven't got a full roster of clients, what you need to be doing is spending 80% of your time on active networking or marketing and 20% on passive. And passive could be advertising or it could be posting or it could be things that people don't see you directly in or don't hear you. So let's continue the conversation today and open up how we as introverts can really master networking. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. And welcome to podcast number five, Mastering the Art of Networking for Introverted Coaches. And as you now know, we're going to deconstruct the title. We're going to take it apart. And also, if you haven't actually uh, listened, if you just joined us and you haven't listened to number four, Beyond Small Talk, go and listen to that one uh, either before or at the end of this one, because it's a great precursor to what we're talking about here, mastering the art of networking for introverted coaches. So number one, I'm going to just jump on the word mastering mastering because mastering gosh when I thought of just you know when I started life as an opera singer at sort of 18 years of age and I you know I don't sing professionally anymore I've been this 15 years we've run several businesses but mastery they used to say songs don't give up their secrets easily and the idea behind it was that some things you you could sing for years and years and they're going to be like a good wine. They're going to be they're going to improve with age and you're going to see something new and different every time you actually go to it. So I know that many introverts and I've struggled with this. You go to you, you go into whether it's a Zoom or a room. It's it feels overwhelming not sure who to talk to, not sure what to say, um, hanging out in the corner, feeling like Billy No Mates at times, um, get, getting a drink as it were and coffee and some, everywhere I go at the minute, there seems to be another networking event popping up. And so many people are starting networking events because it's it's something that they can get people to to, to but so many times you turn up to a small networking event and there's three and there's four people or there's nine people or there's 50 people online and, you know, and that's rather a large one. But on the whole, I'm seeing that there's small pockets of people and they could be even the same people turning up time again. I'm curious as to really looking at mastering networking when people think that there's nothing in the room to be had 
um, and, and where to go from there. So uh, let's just dive in and open the topic and then we'll end with an exercise. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite topics because in my world, and that started, you know, the very beginning of my career, definitely in the software industry, like literally everything I've done, I can literally say that all good things have come through people I know. So building a network. So for me, the objective of networking is to build a network, build a group of people, a circle of people around me, of professional connections, where there is an intention of mutual support. And I think the art of it, and, and I think the only, like, the, I always, I, I like to be honest, I don't really understand the resistance. Like, I mean, I kind of do understand it. It's like, but I think, what do you need to believe for networking to feel overwhelming and unpleasant? Usually, people hate networking, and when you ask, See why they say, Oh, well, I just hate talking about myself. Hmm. I hate having to sell myself. I hate having to do the pitches, pitch thingy. Hmm. Right? So, there is this idea of you stand there in front of a room of people who aren't necessarily full of goodwill towards you, and then you have to do a little dance that you're not very confident in. So, if that's the <laughs> picture your mind well i can totally see why you wouldn't want to do networking now i would like to invite you to look at the whole thing a little differently right so what if you thought about okay this is a room and i'm here my purpose is to expand my network right mm -hmm. and to be able to do that the first step is to need to know who you're looking for. Mm. And I think and it's not about you doing a little dance. It's about who are you looking to connect with? Because that will also help you decide really quickly whether you're in the right room or not. Mm. So the first time you go somewhere, literally the job is to decide whether this is, if this is the right room for you. Are there people here that you would like to have in your network? Right, so like first step is you need to know who it is you're looking for. And I remember somebody explaining how to build yourself a powerful network is if you look at your ideal client's journey, right? Well, they try and do something and they come up against the problem. Then they hire somebody to get that problem solved. And the very solution creates the next problem. Right, so and you are on one spot of that on that line for a particular person. So you want to look for strategically look for people who sit next to you on that line on both ends. So if you say look, you need to be clear on what problem you're solving for whom, and now you go look for people who either create the problem you solve or solve the problem you create right so and if you're clear on that you know you all of a sudden start to know who you're looking for 
right? And then the next step is how can you make it easy for them to support you? What do they need to know about you? You need to educate them. You need to tell them who to work for, who's a good client for you, what is it that you can do for you. Somebody who hasn't got a clue about who your ideal client is and how you help them, they're never going to be able to support you anyway. Right? So you need to know how you help people and you need to know who you're looking for and then going into an event like that becomes a okay you can identify pretty quickly whether your people and then you know what the conversation is about we basically check like are we sitting next to each other on a particular client's journey right and then from there opportunities almost fly in your face and I've, I, we've got two exercises for you today. So if you're really ready to play, I've got the first one for you right here. Because on the back of what you've been saying, um, one of the things that I talk about to people when we're sorting messages out for them is this idea of what describing the situation that they're in. There's my favourite quote is by a marketer called Jim Rohn, very sort of man's man as it were. But it, what he said here was so true, and I've loved it all the way, which is your job, your only job, is to enter into the conversation that your customer is having and not the one that you're having. That's the hardest challenge because, as you've said loads of times, we have the expert's curse. We're on the other side of the mountain. We need like on the other side. We're just shouting out to people going, come over here. You know, it's great over, uh, over the other side of the mountain. And they haven't yet even decided if they want to leave the deck chair on the other side of the field. And so our job in mastering the art of networking and grow, again growing that professional thing that that group of people there's two folds so the first exercise is I call this it's like a situations exercise what situations are the people you know having right now that could lead them to for you to be the next step as it were or the you know the, the, the step beyond because they're in a situation it could be that if, if you're a website coach, you know, or you're a website designer, then somebody might have just started their business, in which case, you know, or they, they're looking for more visibility if they're a website. So their situation is they've gone to a networking, they've started, they've left corporate. So you can see there's a situation that somebody is in that happens directly before they're looking to hire you. That really helps with taking away this idea of uh, talking high level, vague, aspirational, almost like you want to, my, my client is struggling with anxiety and wants to live their best life. They do, but it's simply not, that's not a situation. What, how is that showing the world? So that when you're in the networking, you know, and you're doing it, you can say, look, people that I want to work with typically are going to be in this situation and that situation. And people can then identify. We've got to go. We've got to dial in rather than zoom in, rather than zoom out with these with these conversations. So here's your first exercise, which is to actually just write down five situations that your clients or the people that you want to work with are going to find themselves in, probably directly before they speak to you. What's going to be 
the straw that breaks the camel's back, the catalyst, the thing that gets them into potentially a conversation with you. That's the thing that you talk about because we have to go back to where they are on the deck chair before they even stand up to start walking across the field in order to go through the forest in order to work with you to take them over the mountain. There is a space that they're in right now and that's the one that we've got to speak to. So have a go at that situation exercise. And the second one that came to mind was um, very much, there's a, 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 I have to say it's a brilliant book out there because I'm in it, which is <laughs> called, <laughs> I didn't write it, it's called The Introvert's Edge to Networking. We'll put a link to it. It's by um, a very dear friend of mine, Matthew Pollard, and you will find my story in chapter 10 if you do uh, if you do go and, and pick up that book, as it were. But it talks about, it, it really revolutionised my thinking around networking, which was he talks about potential clients, momentum partners and champions. And to actually start to identify your network of people, the people that you know, that this professional body of people, the ones that you know a little bit and the ones that you know a lot, where do they fit in? In every single room that you go into, there could be potential clients. There could be people that need what you are. Whether they know that or not is a different conversation, but there could be potential clients in there. There's definitely going to be momentum partners and that's what Anka's talking about the people that align that that serve the same market as you but not in competition that are on the front end or the back end they are your momentum partners absolutely perfect to, for developing the relationships within networking there is a beautiful referral opportunity in there and for, certainly for introverts and for consultants majority of the work is going to come in initial stages via good referrals. Good business referred to you can be up to 60% of your income, as it were. You do not have to go out into Siberia, into the cold patches for this. And the third one is champions. And champions are people that love what you do. So it could be a previous client, it could be a previous mentor, but a friend. And those champions are happy to promote you and speak about what you do uh, without uh, payment, without agenda, without anything at all. There's probably going to be fewer than those, but if you've got a couple of champions, then you really do have a, a good sort of three uh, three arrows in your quiver, as it were, to help you in your networking. So here's the next exercise, which is, remember your podcast ago when we asked you to, to draw circles around your and bringing people into your inner circle? We're now going to do the same thing for your contacts and for networking. And I want you to, wherever you go this week, maybe book up a networking event if you haven't already booked it up or go to one and have a look at everybody that's in there. Could they be a momentum partner? Could they be a potential client? And without any agenda, you're just looking in your contacts right now to go, who do I know and where do they really fit in? Now, that does not give us leeway to start running out and going, hello, you're my potential client. And if you're an introvert, you wouldn't do that anyway. But it's this exercise of actually thinking a bit beyond the people, rather than just like, there's nobody in this room for me. Um, it's thinking about who is the partner, who's the collaborator. Then you can start to have those wonderful person-to-person -person conversations to work out where you're 
people are, where the other person's people are, how you can join forces, how you can collaborate, how you could um, communicate different things to each other. And before you know it, you could be meeting with three or four partners and really sharing uh, each other's content. Before you know it, you have built a more strategic uh, inner circle of network professionals around you. It doesn't take much. No. It really and I've got doesn't. another I've got another piece of help for you there because one thing you'll notice when you network, you meet a lot of people and it kind of gets hard to keep track of who's who. Um, we're gonna pop a download in the in the shows because one thing I want you to create is your networking one sheet. You fill that out and then you share that with whoever you identify as momentum partners to make it easy for them to know what to look for and who to send your way. So get that, get that download and be prepared to build the network that helps you grow your business. Awesome. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches Podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches Podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.